Welcome home to the sanctuary, a place of rest for the broken and weary, where you can let go, cause you're fully known by forever daddy. Oh how we love you so I know it's time to build Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word, which is always chain smashing, bondage breaking, chain just just obliterating. God, we thank you for your word, which is anointed. And we thank you that your anointed word breaks the yoke, Lord God. So, Father, release it. Prepare us to, 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 to uh, speak it. Prepare us, Lord God, to receive it. Lord, let it take root. Let it grow in us and change us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anybody got their word with them? All right. We got two Bibles in the house. That's good. Well, amen. We're in the middle of a series called Walk It Out. And Pastor Melissa did an awesome job last week, didn't she? She went through chapter 14 as we journeyed through this book of John and just squeezed the word to be able to, to, to get the life, the life-giving you know, juices out of it so that we can drink and eat and be fully nourished. Amen? There's vitamins in there that we need. There's nutrients that, that are essential, man, for living. There's power. There's the power of life in the Word. Amen? See, people stay, have stayed away from the Word for too long because, you know, we've been beat up by it. We've been abused by it. We've been, you know, manipulated, mistreated with it and through it. But the Word of God is the breath of life. It's the bread of life. We've looked at it as a rule book for too long. It's a, a book of laws and thou shalt not. But listen, listen, here's some mo modern day parables. The word of God is like yellow tape that a man finds blocking the stairs that lead to the 50 foot diving board above an empty pool. The Word of God is like the one-way arrow on the block that the inexperienced driver was about to turn into. The Word of God is like a traffic light stopping some in turn while letting some safely go by. I like that. I want to say that one again. The Word of God is like a traffic light. You got to just get this picture. These pictures in my head are just... I love it. The Word of God is like a traffic light stopping some in turn while safely letting others go. Amen. The Word of God is like a light that shines in the darkness helping the lost find their way. To those it touches and teaches, the Word of God is not law but life. Amen. We just need to... To, uh, start looking at it differently. And this morning, we're either in the process of resisting God's truth or we're in the process of being shaped and molded by that very same truth. Here's a quote from last week. Melissa said, Walking it out 
is a process. And here's a quote about being in the process. The great thing in life is not so much where we are right now, but in what direction we're moving. Come on, does that, does that, does that sit well with anybody's spirit this morning? The, the best thing in life is not, is not so much where we are right now, but in what direction we're, we're facing, in, in what direction we're moving. See, a beautiful statue can only be created when a sculptor chisels and hammers away such parts of the marble block that are not needed. This beauty is a process of elimination. Anybody experienced that process lately? Anybody been in that process lately? In the process of elimination, it seems God keeps taking away and taking away and taking away. See, God will usually take away before he can add. So if God's taking away, somebody say, Amen. Because it means he's getting ready to add something. Amen? See, because God will usually take away before... The gospel is all about God taking away before he can add. He had to remove unrighteousness before he could release truth. He had to conquer sin before he could offer reconciliation. He had to conquer death before he could release life. He had to satisfy the old covenant in order that he could give us the new covenant of redemption through the blood of Christ. God usually has to take away before he can add. Amen? Because of who we are and where we've been, God usually will take away before he can add. Well, open up your Bibles to chapter 15. We're moving along in the book of John. Today I want to go a little further in this journey this morning in a message I'd like to title, More Bars in More Places. What? It'll, you'll, you'll catch it later, don't worry about it. Jesus says in John chapter 15, if you're starting right there in John chapter 15, verse 1, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims away, takes off. And he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. I want you to look at this tree that I brought in today. Yeah, I cut it down in my backyard. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. You need an illustration and you got to do it, right? I could have shown you pictures, but I wanted you to see a tree. And by the way, we're working. We were just talking yesterday. We're working on live video to be on the website. So when you miss the service, you get to see the live video on the internet. Amen? So that's going to be, that's going to be exciting. We, I, I speak in faith that that's coming in the next couple of weeks. So I, I really want you to get a picture of, 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 the, of what Jesus is sharing with his disciples. Keeping in mind who he's talking to and what he is clearly saying with this situation. He says, I'm the vine, daddy is the gardener. Branches with no fruit get cut off. Branches with fruit get cut on. Jesus is saying, no matter how you look at it, there's going to be some cutting. Somebody say amen. 
right? You don't have to be excited about it. Amen. You're either going to be cut off or you're going to be cut on. But there's going to be some cutting, the Word of God is saying. Great message, right? See, those that are not bearing fruit, the Word says, if there is nothing showing in you, if, if you're not bearing any fruit that would testify to anyone that looks at you as to what kind of tree you're a part of, then the gardener will cut it off the tree. See, God is serious about who we represent. That's hardcore, right? He's saying if it doesn't represent me, it's going to get cut off my tree. You can't be on God's tree and not represent God. Oh, come on. See, he, he's saying if, if you're going to be children of light, then there's got to be some light in you. If you're connected to an apple tree, there better be apples growing on that tree. If you're connected to a grapevine, then there should be some grapes on you. If you're connected to any kind of fruit tree and there isn't any fruit growing, then you need to check if you're really connected. Because the Word of God says you'll be known by your fruit. Now, pay attention. Listen, listen, lean in, lean in. Because people have used this scripture to judge and condemn people for way too long. And we need to stop that. See, there are seasons, there are seasons, somebody say seasons, when a vine or a tree should have fruit. And then there are seasons when plants should have buds and flowers. There are seasons also when they will have nothing. Also, if a new plant is just put into the garden, or if a tree has just been transplanted, it is very likely that this season, when the other trees are blooming, and this newly planted tree will be too immature to bloom. See, the good gardener would not cut off that tree just yet because he knows it is too immature yet to bloom. We've had, my wife and I, my wife wanted hollies, right? Because they're green all around and they have these pretty red berries. We planted three or four hollies in the backyard, I don't know how many years ago. Every year we go to the tree and say, where are the red berries? There's no red berries, but this, a holly should have red berries. That's the whole point that she wanted the tree. Because it reminds her of Christmas. She likes Christmas and she likes the red stuff, right? These trees, for I don't know how many years that we've had them, no berries. This year, each one has maybe one or two berries. But, but should, would we have cut them off? Last year, would we have said, you know what, these are no good, chop them down. Nothing's ever going to have berries on that thing. We do that in church way too long. Way too often. We say, man, let me, let me, let me I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me slow down. No, no, you know what, I'll go there. You know, we, we say, man, that person's been in church six months and they still cursing. That person's been in church six months and, and they still watching these movies. That, that person's been, and, and I just want to say, listen, listen. You've been in church 15 years and you're still gossiping. Shut up. Amen. It just got planted. 
It just got planted. Give it time to bloom. Instead of, instead of threatening it and walking around all day ready to cut it down, instead of being the garden police in the church, how about you take the water can and just water that thing some more? How about, how about, you, how about you make sure that it's, it's in the right place so that it gets the right kind of light? How about you, you feed it? How about you go buy some miracle Grow and put some stuff on that thing? Amen? Give it some vitamins, some nutrients, instead of just waiting, waiting. That guy ain't doing nothing. It's just waiting, waiting. Amen? You need to turn somebody and, and say, mind your own fruit. <laughs> See, the beautiful thing about this scripture is that Jesus says, my father is the gardener. Come on. My father is the gardener. He's the vine dresser. Let him do the cutting. He knows when it's time something should have fruit and not have fruit. Not you and me because we've been in church four or five years or ten years. So what? Amen? Or because we got a title? You got a little deacon badge or a little assistant something something? So, so what? Amen? My father is the... Oh man, that's good. See, the truth is some trees don't bloom for years. Some trees don't bloom for years. And then some trees, there's a bunch, I didn't want to get into the whole horticultural whatever, but, but there are trees that for years are not blooming because they're growing underneath. They're developing roots. And, and we don't see it. All we see is the same stupid stick with four green things. And we say, nothing's happening. But you don't know. In the ground, it's developing roots. And it's developing roots and, and long roots. And it's developing. Why? Because it's building foundation. Because it knows that one day, it's going to have so much fruit that it better have a good foundation. Amen? So let's not be so easy and so quick to judge and to cut down. Listen, in a garden, if there is no fruit or no flowers budding on a branch, and it's the right season in which there should be fruits or flowers going, then the good gardener cuts that branch off. A gardener cuts because he knows, listen to this, <coughs> that the branch does not have a good connection to the source. How many of you have seen trees where the tree is nice and alive, but there's two or three branches that are just dead? Right? And, and I have them all over my backyard because I don't know anything about gardening. So, the, the, and so it's a sick tree. There's branches in it that are not really connected to the source. The, the gardener knows, listen, this tree is, is not, doesn't have a good source. It's not getting nutrients. It's not getting water. So he cuts it off because he knows that this tree will never grow up and mature the way it should. And in its current condition and, and where it is, right now it's just stealing nutrition from the tree. Listen, this is going to get good. It's just taking up space. <coughs> it's soaking up the sun and not doing anything for the rest of the plant. So it's just soaking up the sun and making it too shady for the other branches. So the good gardener says, if you're just here to be shady, you gotta go. <laughs> we should put that in our bulletins. If you're, too, if you're just here to be shady, you gotta go. 
Amen? See, I may be talking about fruits and flowers this morning, but this is a strong passage, man, with some really strong, powerful message in it. So let's move on. The branches that are bearing fruit, he cleanses and repeatedly prunes. Ugly word, prunes. It means to cut away dead or overgrown stems in order to increase growth and fruitfulness. See, when a gardener prunes a tree, he's, he's cutting away dead parts. He's cutting away the, the, the stuff that's not getting, you know, nutrients, the stuff that's just making things shady. You see how this is dying over here? That means it's not getting the right nutrients, so he cuts that off. Anything that looks ugly, he cuts off. Oh, that's good. Anything that looks ugly in us, he cuts off. If the thing ain't growing right, he cuts it off. Sometimes, sometimes you see a whole section ain't doing right. You got to cut off the whole section. And, and what he does by cutting, and the, what, he, what he's doing is cleansing. And when he's done, you know, it looks cleaner. It looks neater. Don't, not this illustration, but you understand the point, right? It looks cleaner and neater. When he prunes, he cleans. He, he takes off the stuff that, 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 that's messing things up. He takes off everything that's just being shady. He cuts off. This ugly stuff just gets cut off. Off. The whole thing off. It's got to, see, it's not producing any fruit. And it's just causing trouble for the tree. It's just stealing nutrients and water. And so he prunes. When he prunes, he's, he's cleansing. And when he's done pruning, the tree is cleaner. Amen? And so Jesus continues here, verse 3. He's talking to the, to the disciples that have been with him. They've been through some stuff together, right? He's, he tells them, you are already cleansed and pruned. He tells them, because of the word which I have given you, the teachings that I've discussed with you, he says, you are cleansed and pruned already. See, he had already put them through the process. Those guys have been through the process of purifying by, by the instructions that he gave them all the time. He, those guys have learned to have a lot and have learned to have nothing. They've learned to be content with little and to be content with a lot. It, the stuff doesn't matter to these guys anymore. See, the process has to get, we, when we go through the process, we got to get to the point where stuff doesn't matter to us anymore. That's hard. How many of you know, some of us are way far from there, right? Stuff is everything to us. I mean, I'm a gadget guy. I love stuff. I love stuff. I like, I can't get enough stuff. A new phone comes out, a new app comes out. I want to, I want, I want it. See, but we got to get to the point where, and there's nothing wrong with wanting it. Don't get me wrong, right? But we got to get to the point where stuff don't matter. Amen? I'm not going to sacrifice, you know, feeding my kids. I'm not going to not tithe. I'm not going to not support my church because I need the new iPhone that just came out. I'm not going to... See, that, that, that's when stuff gets in the way. I'm not going to drive around a car that I can't afford because I care the way people look at me and I want people to see me rolling on 22s and whatever, right? No, I'm going to drive a Hyundai as long as it starts, I'm good, amen? You, see, you get to the point that it, where stuff doesn't matter anymore and then when God gives me the BMW, I drive the BMW. I'm all good with that too. I'm all good with that too. I don't, I don't believe there's nothing wrong with that. See, because God will bless me as, I, as the stuff don't matter to me. But if I'm pursuing the stuff, 
And if the stuff is all about, it's got to be a $700 suit and it's got to be, you know, $400 shoes. Come on, man. That's, that's stuff. So these guys, they've already been put through that, man. They, they've already had to give up their professions. They've had to give up their careers. They've had to give up everything. They, at one point, he tells them, man, don't even take any money. Don't take a purse. Just go with the one sandals, the one pair of underwear you have on, and the one robe. That's in the Word. Don't even pack an extra underwear. Whoa. That's a whole nother level. So that's why he's telling the man, you are cleansed. You're pruned already. After, also he had already removed Judas from them. He couldn't have said this if Judas was still with them. He removed Judas already from them, the chapter before. And now he's saying, you are cleansed and pruned already. He tells them now, listen, verse 4. Dwell in me and I will dwell in you. I'm reading from the Amplified. Live in me and I'll live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. Do, do you understand kind of the, it's just a, such a beautiful picture. Right? This, this branch, you see the buds? This, by the way, is a rose of Sharon. It's a beautiful, it brings out beautiful roses. You know, and my wife is nodding because she said, yeah, but you cut it. But we have like 18 of them. They're like weeds that grow in our backyard. I mean, they're all over the place. Anybody wants Rosa Sharon, come ask me. We'll cut off a little snip and we'll give you some. They're all over. And not because we're gardeners. They just grow. Somebody must have put them someplace and they just grew. So they, they leave out these beautiful um, or pink or we have pink ones and we have white ones of these beautiful roses and they're really pretty. But, but listen, even though the buds are there, even though the bark and everything is there, even though the, apart from that tree now, is this ever going to grow? Jesus said, apart from me, you can't do nothing. We need to really get this picture in our heads, man. Because a lot of us will walk around like this and we say, look, we got buds. That's not a good picture. But a lot of us are walking and, 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 you know, we look at our Christianity or our walk and we're like, man, look at us, man. You know, whoo, I got buds over here. I got buds over here. I got buds. I'm maturing all over the place, man. You know, and, and <clears throat> we, we don't realize that, man, we've, we've, been, we, we've cut ourselves off. We're not connected to the source. We, we started now taking pride. It's easy to even take pride in your Christianity. Because in our Christianity, we get to the point sometimes where we think we're better than everybody. And we, and we look at people in the street, and instead of having compassion, and instead of being stirred and moved, we look and we say, well, that's not me. I'm glad I'm not like that. I'm glad. Or, 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 or you know, you, you hear people talking and you say, man, you know, the other day I was, I was this and that. And, and, and you start to say, well, not me, because, you know, if you had been doing study early in the morning. If you had been in your prayer closet like I was, if you had been reading your word four chapters a day like I do, if you and, and we get to the point where we, we don't, we're, we're disconnected. We're not even connected to that thing anymore. And we're still bragging about testimonies from 15 years ago. See, I, I love hearing testimony, but I love, I want current testimony. I don't want to hear how your grandmother's grandmother's friend from the Pentecostal church was blind, but, but she was, but, but somebody opened her left crooked eye. You know, I, I want to hear today. What is your grandmother walking today? I don't, I, I know that's beautiful. I'm glad that meant something to you. But in your life today, if that's the only testimony you got, you've been cut off. 
If that's the only testimony you got, you're not connected. Because, see, when you're living with Christ, the testimonies keep flowing. They keep going. There's going to be times of dryness. There'll be desert times. There'll be times of struggle. There'll be times of pruning. When you're pruning, nobody thinks, man, I'm not growing. I'm being pruned. Nothing's happening. God's taken away. God's taken away and taken away. But even in that, there's testimony because you're still connected. Amen? Listen, I, I'll tell you, we, 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 you know what we go through here, those of you that, man, and when, you know, it's been a process planning this church and growing this church and worrying about the building and this and that and the school and this. And, but, but God is just continual blessings. Can I just drop one on you? I just got a friend of mine found me on Facebook. And he's probably going to be listening to this message because I'll tell him to. He found me on Facebook. He was one of my best, my dearest, one of my closest homeboys from high school. He found me on Facebook and he said, brother, man, it's so, I'm so happy. I've been looking for you for years. He says, I joined classmates. I joined this. I just to find you. I've been looking. He finally found me. Well, you know what he tells me the week after he found me? He says, guess what? Tell your family you're all flying down to Florida to spend the weekend with us on West Palm Beach. See, when you're walking with God, the testimonies just keep flowing. And so, in two weeks, I'm flying to West Palm Beach for a weekend, all expense paid, and, and just, why? Just to hang out. Amen? And it's awesome, because I can say, I got it like that. Right? Not, not because of who I am, but because of who I'm connected to. Not because of what I do, but because of who I'm tied into. Amen? Who I'm a part of. Amen? When you're in the vine, that thing... See, that's a whole other picture. Some of us are just like that. Woo! Some of us say, as long as I could get around the tree, as long as I could be around the tree, then I get blessed. No, you're not. It'll rain and rain and you get not a sip to drink. You are not connected to the vine. See, people got to stop hanging around the church and they got to be, be the church. Amen? Oh, this is getting good. This is getting good. So he tells them, dwell in me and I'll dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. You got to get this. This is such a beautiful picture. It's a picture of the Holy Spirit of God. Jesus told them earlier that he was about to leave them. You know, physically he was going to leave. He's not going to be with them and walk with them anymore the way he has been. And he told them, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to ask the Father to send another comforter. And this comforter, the Holy Spirit, is going to dwell in us and is going to lead us and guide us. It's going to be our helper and our comforter. See, our belief in Christ will keep us connected through the Spirit of God. Live in me and I'll live in you. If the Spirit of God is living in us, then we're connected to the true vine. Let me help you with another picture. It's like the bars on your cell phone. See, they show you how connected you are with the network that you're subscribed to. Oh, this is good. Kelly, show me the other picture with the, with the bars. It's those, those bars on your phone. How many recognize those bars? Right? Yeah, AT&T. But you recognize them on your phones, on your PDAs, on your Gitchy Gadgets, and your Hitchy Hatchets, and your I This's and I That's, right? If th those, th they show you how connected you are with the network that you subscribe to. Now, in this building, you get better coverage in certain areas depending on what network you're subscribed to, right? Some of you know, if I'm in this corner, I miss my messages. 
If I'm in the classrooms, I don't get a clear signal all the time. If I want to get a clear signal and I have T-Mobile, I need to be on this side of the church. Right? Some of you know where your hotspots are. You know where you get a good connection and, and where you don't. Many of you know where you get more bars. The place where your connection is stronger. Is this getting spiritual to anybody yet? Many of us know where our connection is stronger. We know where the hotspots are in our life. AT&T says they give you more bars in more places. Imagine if we were as concerned with having more bars in more places when it came to our spiritual connections. Imagine if we were so attentive to always being in a place where the signal was the strongest. See, in this case, in Jesus, you're going to have more bars in more places. And although, listen, although God is everywhere and there's no place where God's coverage is weak, there are places where you start to lose signal. Mm. And, And the thing is, it's not the same places. I could be in a place and have full bars and you could be in that same place next to me and be blinking. That's a place where your signal, where you don't get a strong signal. You need to avoid those places. Come on, I'm going to step on some toes today, but you need to avoid those places. There are places where you lose signal. There are places where you know the signal is strong. There are places where you know you will never drop a call. There are places you know then the messages come in loud and clear. The voice is clear and concise. Jesus says, stay under that coverage. See, I know on the Bronx River and on the Hutch, I know the two spots where if I'm on the phone, it's going to drop the call. You guys know? You know your, your areas, right? You know. Well, well, forget about the bars on the thing and start thinking in the spirit, man. There's, you also know the places and the, 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 the locations and the action, whatever it is. There are times when your bars are, you got no bars. Jesus is saying, you have to remain connected. You you can stop roaming. Tell somebody, stop roaming. You know what happens when you roam in the the cellular world? Listen, listen, this is crazy. Yeah, you could get charged. You you pay, all right, that's good too, right there. You pay a bigger price. But when when you're roaming in the cellular network, right, it means that you're jumping on somebody else's network to connect to your network. Come on. We don't want to ever be on somebody else's network. (laughs) Oh, man. You have to stay where you have the most bars. Don't go roaming, picking up strange signals to try and reach me. Don't cross over where you use another carrier to try to connect with me. The Word says there is no other network on heaven and earth by which you can be saved. Forget where you get free Wi-Fi. You need to go where you get the most high. Amen? Ha! <laughs> You got to put that in the song, Danny. That's good stuff, bro. Jesus says, if the Spirit of God is in us, then we are true branches of this vine. Listen, so if I'm a branch, what should I be growing? I'm so glad you asked. 
Galatians 5.22 says, makes it real clear. I'll tell you what the fruits are. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If there isn't even a bud, if there isn't even a bud of one of those fruits growing in your life, then it's time you check your connection because you are out of the coverage area. God is trying to reach you and it says, sorry, but the customer that you're trying to reach is, is traveled outside of his tra- uh, coverage area. See, you can't be truly connected to the life-giving vine and not be growing. You can't be. You can't be a part of this tree. Understand, let's say you're a part of, let's, let's connect it to the church. We're a part of this church, which means as a part of this church, we're the body of Christ, right? So we're one body. So we're this tree. We cannot be connected to this tree and there's flowers blooming here and, and apples dripping here and, and, and there's fruit growing here and beautiful flowers here. And here you are in the middle, going, nah. You it can't happen. You can't be part of this, of this life-giving thing. It's obviously in a good location. It's obviously getting, why? Because there's flowers growing. There's, there's stuff happening. And here you are with nothing. Nothing. If there's nothing growing in your life, it's probably because there's a break someplace. It's probably because there's exposed stuff someplace. Something, there's a break, there's a connection loss someplace where you're not getting the same nutrients he's getting. If you're not getting trips to Florida and free things, then then something, something ain't right. Amen? There's a break someplace in that connection. Woo! See, as a pastor, I worry about that. Because look, I look at it this way. The word says in James 3.1, Not many of you should, should presume to be teachers. Because my brothers, you know that those who teach are judged more strictly. So many people want to plant churches and be pastors. God had to drag me into this bad boy. I wasn't going to step into this on my own. Because see, as a teacher, I'm a branch off this vine and I need to bring nourishment to the stems that are growing from it. And if nothing is growing from me, then I'm not connected to the vine. How do you know if what, what branch you should be connected to? I'm glad you asked because it's important that you know that. Check the fruit. Check the fruit. What are the fruits? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Listen to me. If there is jealousy and control and manipulation and greed and deceit and gossip and slander, if all the fruits on the tree are rotting and dying, brother, you're in the wrong tree. Cut yourself off from that vine. And be reconciled to God. Cut yourself off from that denomination, from that building, from that group of people. Cut yourself off from that thing and get connected to God. Somebody say amen. Amen. See, it's a union of friendship. It's a union of love, of dependence. It's a union of weakness with strength, of imperfection with perfection. It's a union of a dying nature with a living Savior. Savior. 
of a lost sinner with an unchanging friend and redeemer. Jesus continues, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much fruit, abundant fruit. Now, I love the word that you catch in there. It says, whoever lives in me. And in the NIV, the very next verse says, anyone, anyone, whoever and anyone who lives in me and I in them, they will bear much fruit. That means even you, even me, even the ugly dude next to you. Now you're figuring out which one is the ugly guy, me or that guy. That means anyone, whoever, listen to me, listen to me right now. There isn't anyone in this place today. And I know there's a couple of whoever's here today. God is saying, if you would live in me and I in you, you are going to bear fruit and you're going to have more bars and more places. Somebody say amen. 2 Corinthians 5.17, this is beautiful. Look how this ties in. <coughs> if anyone is in Christ... The Amplified says, if any person is engrafted in Christ, then he is a new creation. The old, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, the fresh and new have come. The message says it this way. <clears throat> we see that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. He's created new. The old life is gone. A new life burgeons. Look at it, the message says. You know what burgeons means? Burgeons means to put out buds. Oh, come on, man. You didn't get that? To put out buds. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. He, he says, and, and immediately he said, and behold, the old is gone. The new has come. Behold, even now it burgeons. Look at it. It's a new creation, amen? This is such a, an incredible illustration. You have to understand that it carried even more um, meaning to them in that time than it might to you and to me because in the Old Testament, see, the vine was an illustration that was always associated with Israel. The vine was always meant to be God's people. It was always the Jewish people. Whenever they talked about the vine, they talked about the Jewish people. But Jesus is flipping the script here. He's saying, no, I am the vine. And whoever lives in me and I in them are the branches. Jesus is saying, black and yellow, red and white, they are precious in his sight. Amen? He's saying whoever, anyone, not the Jews, not the... He's saying even the Dominicans, even the Puerto Ricans, even, even... Even the Cubans, anyone who lives in me and I in them, whoever. That's such a beautiful message. See, we, we read in, in, in Romans, Paul was speaking to the Gentiles about being part of the vine because they believed and the Jews being cut off from the vine because they rejected. See, Paul was talking about the same message that Jesus is explaining here in, in John. In Romans it says, some of the branches have been broken off and you, though a wild olive shoot, that's you and I, the Gentiles, have been grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root. 
But he says, don't boast over those branches though, because if you do consider this, you do not support the root. The root supports you. But you can say then, well, branches were broken off so I can be grafted in. He granted, but they were broken off because of unbelief and you stand by faith. Don't be arrogant, but be afraid. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Ooh. It is gloriously clear those who reject the message of the gospel will remain outside of the coverage area. They're going to get cut off. But if anyone, whoever, you and I and everyone who believes gets grafted into the vine. Let me show you how something is grafted. It's, it's a beautiful thing. See, the way something is grafted, they, they cut off, they cut into the root. And then in the root, they make an incision. There's a wound. There's a wound that takes place. I'm trying to not get myself broken up here. But there's a wound that takes place into the root, just like that, right? And then they take the little Puerto Rican, right? The little, the offshoot, the wild olive branch, the one that's not part of the natural brine. This is how something is grafted. It, there's a wound, and then this is placed inside the wound. Oh, man. And then what, is, what, what happens is, what they do is they tie it, and they tie it and tie it together so that the wound heals over the, what's grafted in, and it becomes one. Oh, man. Somebody's getting grafted this morning. Amen? Woo! Jesus says, verse 5, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in them bears abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and they are burned. Do you need a better picture than that? Do I need to illustrate that any better? Could, could, could Jesus not have illustrated that any better? He says, those that are cut off are thrown. Later they're gathered and they're burned in the fire. This is not a pretty flowery, fruity message. This is serious. You understand what I'm saying? If you live in me, abidingly abide, united to me, then my word remains in you, verse 7, and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. You want the secret to successful prayer? You want, you want a, a gimmick or something that, that gets your prayers answered? He says, just be in me. Let me be in you and then ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. And some people think, well, that's, that's a, a, a manipulate. It's not. It's just saying, if you're in me, and if I'm in you, you're not going to be asking for stupid things. Because if I'm in you, and you're in me, you're going to ask for things that are going to bring me glory. You're going to ask for things that would glorify my name. You're going to ask for things that will just demonstrate the power of God. Amen? You can't be in it and connected and be asking for Lamborghinis. When you don't even have a license. But that's how we are in prayer sometimes, ain't it? We ask for ridiculous. God raised him from the dead. 
You haven't prayed in six months, but you're at somebody's funeral wanting to raise the dead. You got to be in this for this thing to, to work. Amen? You got to be in this. A Christian t-shirt, not going to make it. A little fish on your car is not going to make it. A little bumper sticker is not going to do it. You got to be in it. It's got to be in you, Jesus said. Then ask whatever you will and it will be done for you. <coughs> See, abiding in God opens a communication with God. That's true prayer. Outside of the coverage area, there are no bars. There is no signal. If you remain outside, you cannot get through. When you bear, produce much fruit. Verse 8, he says, My Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true disciples of Christ. See, the Savior says that those who bear much fruit are they who are disciples. Disciples are going to bear fruit. That's the bottom line. No one should take comfort in, in a belief that he's a Christian unless he's united with Christ. When you're united with Christ, you're not going to do the things that you used to do. You, you, you understand? And it's not about us picking at you. Well, you should have stopped smoking by now. You should have stopped cursing by now. You should stop dropping F-bombs. You should keep your clothes on in Facebook. You should put more... It's not about us doing that policing stuff, amen? It's about saying, listen, all we got to say is you need to be in. You need to be in the vine, connected to the vine. I love when people come up and tell me, man, I stopped smoking, I'm free. Man, I stopped. I kicked the dude, the deadbeat that was living in my house. I kicked him out because I realized I'm better than that. And God has better plans for me. And I, I love it because it wasn't something I told them to do. It's something, it just shows me that they got in the vine. They're in this thing. This thing is growing up all around them. And inside the vine, you can't keep living the way you used to live. Because in here, things are going to bother you. Things are not going to fly the way they used to fly. Amen? Hallelujah. See, I want you to check your life this morning. And I'm dead serious. I'm talking to the youngest of the young today, to the youth man especially. You think you got so much time to live? You think, I want you to just look at some pictures here. You think you got so much time that you could do things the right way. You think you got all the time in the world. But all the while, there's things that are getting cut off and cut off. And, and cut off. And I don't want to, you know, scare you, but, but, but there's a reality, man. If you know enough to do good and you're not doing it, there's a problem. And the problem is, you're not connected to the vine. And I'm not asking you to, to, to do anything other than, man, just get connected to the vine. I don't want to clean you up. Let the master gardener, he's good at that. Let him do that. Amen. I can't even grow a tree in my backyard. I can't even keep a plant alive in my house. Let the master gardener do that. I just want to lead you to, to being connected to the vine. Just get connected. Amen. Check, check your signal strength on your spirituality this morning. You guys see this on your phone. When you don't have any bars, what do you get? Right? Have you seen the X? When you don't have any bars on your phone, you get an X. What does that mean? You are, you're cut off. You're not connected. I want you to check your spirituality this morning. 
If you're not getting more bars in more places, then it's time for change. There are people here today that need to find a new carrier. You've been under the wrong network for way too long. There are also many here who once bore fruit, but there haven't been so much as a grape growing on the vine in years. You're not living abundantly because you're not abiding what, what does it mean to abide? It means we trust. You stopped trusting. You're carrying your own burdens. Psalm 91.1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. See, when you put your trust in God and rely on Him, you can abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now that's a coverage plan. When there is abiding, there's fruit. So I'm going to ask you real quick, everybody just stand up for a second, real quick. We're going to close right now. Right now. We're not going to waste any time. I'm not going to beg and barter. I'm going to tell you straight up, this is it. Here you go. If you want to be grafted in today, just come up. You, that means I've never made a, a commitment. I haven't made a commitment to Christ. Or maybe I did a long time ago, but I'm not living like that now. If you want to be grafted in, just come up. If you want better coverage, just come up. You say, man, I've been in the thing, but I don't really have a good coverage, man. I don't really, I haven't really identified my hot spots. I haven't really identified with a strong, man, I, or, or I know where those things are. I'm just not doing it, and, and I need help. And just come up. If you want fruit, just come up. You're saying, I haven't seen no fruit in my life in years, man. I just want some fruit in my life. Just come up. If you want to repent today for staying outside of the coverage area, because some of you know, you know where the coverage area is. You know where the signal is strong. You know the things that God has. He's spoken things over your life. You've had prophetic words spoken over your life. You've had, you've had incredible destiny spoken into you. But, but you still wanted to stay with that girl. You still wanted to stay with that guy. You still wanted to stay in that relationship. You didn't want to shake that habit. You didn't want to get rid of this thing. And, and it came to the point of a struggle. Am I in the thing or, or do I have this? And you chose this. If you want to repent, man, and say, I, I want to come back to the vine and be grafted in, just get up. Get out your seat. Come forward. Come forward. I believe the gardener's here, man. The gardener's doing some pruning today. And the gardener's doing some sniffing today. And the bottom line is, when we leave here, we're going to leave cleaner. God wants to cut some of the dead things off of your life. If there's dead areas in your life, come up. What's a dead area? Unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred. Man, if you need stuff cut off, come up. I got all the tools here. I got all the tools here. Come up. We're going to cut off all the dead stuff. There might be some, some wounds. There might be some blood. But listen, without the blood, there's no redemption. Amen? There might be some hurt. There might be some pain. You might have to cry through some things here. You might have to yell and scream a little bit. It's okay. We're not shy. 
If you want to repent for staying out of that coverage area, you come up. If you want to turn from your roaming, come up here. What's your roaming? Your roaming is, man, I'm a Christian, but, but I still depend on, on my horoscope. I'm, 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 just still, I'm still with other networks. I, I really, I, I think there are many ways to God. I think, I think you know, the, the Bible, you know, well, you know, that was written by man anyway. There are many ways to God. We can, we can believe this and believe that. Man, you're Roman. Jesus said there's only one name on earth in heaven by which we can be saved, and it's Him. That's it. Anything else is roaming. Forget what anybody told you. Read your word. Anything else is roaming. If you want to stop roaming, get up. Come on, we don't have a lot of time. I got to greet all the new people here. Try to welcome them and make them feel happy after I'm cutting things up all over the place. I'm really a nice guy. Receive this word, everybody. Listen, just close your eyes for a moment and receive this word. Be reconciled to God. It's time to repair relationships. Man, I want young people and their parents to be reconciled. I want marriages growing and demonstrating the love of Christ in and through them. If you need your marriage restored, if you need your marriage reconciled, if you want to see things growing in your marriage, get up here. Get up. Don't wait another moment. Just come up. Humble yourself and come up. What do you got to lose? It don't cost you nothing to come forward. I'm not going to take an offering up here. I'm not going to ask you for any money. Just come forward and say, God, this is my sign that I'm coming to you, that I want growth. I want fruit in my life. I want restoration in my life. I want power. Last two verses, I'll give you this. As the Father has loved me, Jesus says, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. This is for all of you here. Listen. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you'll remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Pastor Gary, would you come? Would you come and just pray? Pray for these, pray for these that have come forward. Pray for a connection. Pray for a strong, just break things that need to be broken. And then you, you know what you got to do. I believe there's more of you that need to be up here. Because what's the reason for the pruning and the cutting? Because God wants to produce fruit. And it tells us in Galatians what that fruit is. It's peace. It's joy. It's patience. And I know some of you, you're lacking that today. You need peace. You need more joy in your life. And God, He doesn't want, He not, He's not out to, He's not out to rob you. He just wants to cut away everything that stands in the way of love. There, there's more of you. You need to be standing here right now and saying, God, whatever you got to cut away in my life, 
I'm, I'm willing to give up that relationship. I'm willing to change my schedule. I'm willing to stop looking at that junk on the internet. If you're willing to make that commitment right now, because you want peace and joy, I'm going to give you one more chance to come forward right now. If you're willing to say whatever it costs me, I'm willing to be planted. You see, I don't want to be standing here 10 years from now and, and wonder what happened to this one. What happened to that one? Why don't you serve God anymore? Because I wasn't willing to let the Father come and cut and prune and do whatever it took. You say, I want to stand here in 10 years, and I want every one of you, I want to know that every single one of you, that you're still walking with God, that you've been planted. There's a statistic I read this week that three out of every four young people by the time they turn 19, they walk away from church and never come back again. I'm believing that every young person in this church, that in 10 and 25 years, that you're going to be worshiping God with all your heart. We're not going to follow the statistics. I'm believing for each one of you. And it starts right here and right now. Whatever God's got to do, are you willing? If you're willing, if you're not going to come up here, just raise your hand to heaven right now and say, God, whatever you got to cut away. You see, this is a serious thing. Because he might cut stuff that you love. It's going to cost you. Being a Christian, it means laying down your life, giving it all. Father, I just pray for each one, Lord God, who's standing here, Lord. I, those who are raising their hand, Lord God. I thank you for their willingness to sacrifice. So I ask right now that you would speak to each one. Show us, Lord God. Show us what we got. We got to lay down, Lord God. Show us what relationship is strangling the vine, oh God. Show us, Lord God, all the time that we waste, Lord God, and we don't have time for you. Father, show us right now how we're wasting our money, Lord God, instead of building your kingdom. Everything in our life that's out of order, we just come to the master gardener right now, and we say, prune us, Lord. Let, let God speak to you. God has been speaking to some of you from the beginning, and he's been showing you things as Pastor George has been speaking. He's been showing you things that it's, it's choking off the life of God in you. Just let him take it right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for each one, Lord God. I thank you that not one is going to be lost, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that in 20, in 50 years, Lord God, there's not going to be...
going to be one story in this church. Oh, they used to serve God. Oh, they used to love God. But they weren't willing to let God have his way in their life. You see, I, I don't want to be a branch that's cut off and thrown away into the fire. That's not, that's not the destiny God has for you. His, his purpose, his plan is to bless you, to give you abundance. So, Father, I just release that right now, God. I release abundance. I decree over you that you live in the abundance of the overflow of the Spirit, that you are prosperous in every way as you connect to the vine, Lord God. Let's just begin to worship him. This is how we do it. Let me show you how we connect. We say, God, I love you. God, I'm willing. God, I'll give you my life. I'll give you everything that I got. Everything that I am, I give to you. If you're making that statement right now, just speak it to the Lord as you worship. You see, and the life of God will begin to flood your heart. Maybe you've been in church for years and you feel dead inside. Life, I speak life right now in Jesus' name. Supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless. us.